0: Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This. Is Star Talk, and I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're a personal astrophysicist, and I also serve as the director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium at the American Museum of Natural History. My co host today, Eugene Merman. Eugene! Hello always good to have you man
1: great to be here
0: you know I I hear you so much in your voice work Uh now when I see you in person I just imagine the little characters you're playing (laughs) So, I wonder if it's really you or some animatronic version of you
1: yeah no it's i I'm the cartoon
0: (laughs) (laughs) so today we're featuring my interview with Alexis Ohanian Mm. co-founder of reddit he's the co-founder of reddit and Many people consider it the front page of the internet because it, it it gives you access to all the most influential websites of the day because it kind of people are picking what matters because they are become the the I was gonna say the thousand eyes the million eyes for you that you don't have to then do yourself and I, I, I have very little expertise in this so anytime that happens we reach out into the uh, academic world and find people who do. And today we've got journalism professor and author Jeff Jarvis. Jeff, great,
2: good to see it's you. It's not the first time. On oh Star-talk. no, I'm I'm honored to be back. I guess I didn't screw up too much. That time. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, you're official ta- professor of entrepreneurial journalism at CUNY's Graduate School uh, Graduate School of Journalism. Yep. So uh, very good. And you've got two books. One of them, I love this title: "Geeks Bearing Gifts: Imagining New Futures for News." So that's an that's an explicit recognition. That news is no longer in the hands of the media moguls, that we've got up and coming whippersnappers who are shaping that world. We hope.
2: We hope somebody shapes it, somebody rescues it. Well, hope means you don't really. We don't know to, yet.
1: We don't yeah, know You want willpower. Yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. actively mold. Yes. We want the force to yes. operate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, mystical <laughs> my, mitochondria based power.
0: So, So tell me about. The role of aggregative—is that a word? Yeah, it is now. It is Ag- now. Yeah, aggregative a... websites in this regard.
2: I think what—that's Th- a new paradigm. It that's is. a different paradigm. I,
0: we would go to—I'll go to the New York Times website, right. and their editors right. and writers, and there is my information. And that is simply not the
2: case today. No, you, you, what what goes away here is I think the idea of the product and the destination. Mm-hmm. Right. You come to the New York Times, you, you, you read the New York Times, you, you, you know what they have, and you're done for the day. You, you're welcome. Um, that doesn't happen anymore because now, obviously, you can get the best from the BBC and the Guardian and the New York Times and the Washington Post wherever and, and in bloggers an in an instant. And so it's important, too, to send those people audiences, to send those outlets audiences. So aggregation, I think, is a very good thing because it... So it's, it actually feeds these
0: sources that wouldn't yeah. otherwise get their own... Exactly. But we don't. But that really means know. I have access to a dozen
2: media sources at once. Is Absolutely, that correct? Absolutely, you do. Yes. And it also means that these sources have to be better at being found out there. So, so it's not just about being on Google News. It's also about being throughout Facebook. The Washington Post is now putting every single one of its articles onto Facebook Instant Articles. Oh, okay. And i found that I'm reading a lot more Washington Post now than I ever did because people are linking and recommending things from the Post. Ah, uh, so. And then you're n-
1: going to the Post's website.
2: No. No. These are appearing on Facebook now. Aren't you paying attention to what he just
0: said?
1: Well, yeah, but he also had <laughs> said you that, that, that you link the aggregate links to the site and it sends That's often
2: been there. the case. But now what's happening, there's two things that are happening.
1: Aha! <laughs> You've been listening, Neil? Oh, I see there's two things. Go on.
2: I've been misinterpreted by both of you now. Oh, so they're there you obviously go. Okay. not clear. That's the answer. Uh, Instant articles means that you, you publish on Facebook. Oh, okay. With your own ad. So you're yeah, making yeah. money now, which is a good thing. Then Google's come up with this answer, which is called AMP. Mm-hmm. Or uh, accelerated mobile pages, which are just really fast pages, but it makes it seem as if you never went anywhere. It's so fast. So this changes the paradigm of how we use uh, media and news in that news now comes to us. We don't go to it. And another thing I noticed, which I never knew you
0: could do until I saw it happen on Reddit, that readers can upvote and downvote certain mentions, certain links, and the like, so that you get this this uh, filtration force operating among people who if you if they're of like mind they've already done helped you out right. and you don't have to sift through all of the the, the 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 chaff that's out there.
2: Yes, and and Reddit has a lot of odd things in it, but it also has real news in it and there is in fact some wisdom from the crowd that is that is visible there depending upon your topic. And it's divided up into all these subreddits yes. and sub-subreddits and
0: you you can find you can slice and dice Everything you want to know, and a lot of things you don't want to know that's are it. there. Stuff yes. you never knew could be diced in that way. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so so what are my numbers here? It's got uh, 700 million monthly visits. It's the 13th most visited website in the United States, 27th in the world as of this month. Yep. And that's extraordinary. So, so if we get to my interview with Alexis Ohanian, uh, I, I let off saying that so many entrepreneurs, he's young and he's eager and 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 energetic and so many of that community of people either never went to college or never graduated from college from college if they did go to college and i and i asked if he was one of these to fulfill that stereotype and so that's what got me started in this next clip with one of the co-founders of Reddit check it out i have to admit
3: there would be no reddit for sure if i hadn't gone to college and i think if we had dropped out it wouldn't have worked out as well as it did because the idea we technically started in college failed miserably There was another company. No one asked me about it because no one knows because it failed so miserably It was called my mobile menu or Mm. and it was gonna let people bypass lines mm. by ordering food from their mm. cell phone
0: My mobile menu.
3: Yeah, Wow. in 0304 this was I'd like to believe ahead of its time I think like a, a lot of founders do that we sort of saw the future, but our timing was way off and we we were lucky because we heard this guy, Paul Graham, give a talk during our senior year spring break. We went to go hear him talk up in Boston. And and his he's what? Oh, Paul Graham. So this guy, he had started a startup in the first boom, sold it to Yahoo, did well. And oh, this is the sure lecture, how to started. start a startup.
0: Yeah. Oh. He
3: gave this amazing lecture. We met up with him afterward. I talked him into having a coffee with us. We pitched him on our idea of My Mobile Menu. And he actually liked it, he liked it a lot. And a month later, he asked us, or suggested that we apply to Y Combinator, which was this early seed stage venture firm. They would give $12,000 to me and Steve to just work for a summer writing code and getting users along with 12 or so other startups mm-hmm. and uh, and hopefully launch us out to the world. But yeah, Reddit is not derived from mm. so no. when, what happened there? Well, we applied with that brilliant idea, and we were invited up for interviews, and Steve and I gave the best interview of our life, and we just rocked it and presented to these four partners of Y Combinator. And they called us up that night. We were out celebrating Harvard Square. And they called us to say that we were rejected. And it was fortunate that we were drinking already because then we could just start like misery drinking. Mm-hmm. And that sucked. And the next morning, hungover on a long train ride back to Virginia, we got a call from them saying, listen, we still don't like your idea. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Paul, you're really trolling me now. This is, this is rude. But then he said, we like you <laughs> too." <don't> like that. <laughs>
0: Just in case you had any doubt. Just to be clear. On
3: your way back Way too early. (laughs) Way too early for this. And Mm -hmm. they were right, right? There was no app store. There was no easy way to get the software on people's phones. SMS was an ugly hack. Restaurants didn't really have online ordering or anything like
0: that. So yeah, they had fax machines. Yeah. Well, yes, exactly yeah. That's how they took online orders it was through a damn fax But so now how do you get from mmm? Oh, yes. what red it is these are yeah. two different species
3: This is where good advice goes a long way He basically said stop thinking about mobile and build something you'll use every day What do you do every morning and Steve was an avid slash dot reader old-school news for nerds? Great commenting section, great discussions. And I would use these new newfangled things, tabs, every morning. This was new in Firefox back then. And I'd open like 30 and just look across all these different news sites. And neither one of us felt totally satisfied by it. And we were basically tasked with solving that problem. Figure so the out, problem
0: is, I wake up, it's like, what's the morning report for the mm-hmm, world?
3: Yes, precisely. And how, for the 20th century, the news of the day was... Arguably dictated by whatever was on the front page of like probably the New York Times and that Works for that time but doesn't work for an internet age where the most relevant news story of the day Could be a video on YouTube that someone shot or it could be just a photograph or could come from any number of sources And what is the sort of source agnostic front page of the internet? And and how do we build that that and make it democratic? Source agnostic. Is that good? Yeah, that's awesome. Nice. Okay, that's that was the goal, and we were tasked to basically solve that problem using users. Oh, by by the by the partners. By the partners. Mm -hmm. They said, "Go ahead, solve that problem. We'll give you twelve grand. Go for it."
2: Yeah. So everything's got an origin story. So, so I, I didn't know that it was an mm that they started. <laughs> yeah. was, but, but interestingly, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, when they, before they founded Google, the company they really wanted to find was a pizza delivery company. Wow! Thank goodness these guys failed. No, maybe it would have been a really awesome pizza delivery. <laughs> it, would it would have been
0: very good. <laughs> Open up a wormhole, self-driving hole. car uh, with uh, an oven inside. No, yeah. A self-driving car with an <laughs> oven inside that bakes the pizza en route, and it and it, and it ding- knows what kind you like. It dings when they ring your doorbell, and then it's ready. See that? Maybe I would trade that for yeah, all yeah. of Google. I think
2: it tells you when you're hungry. You don't know it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it can tell you all the members of you too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so uh, let me uh, bring back this. Upvote, downvote concept. Can we really trust our fellow people to judge what we should and should not be reading? Could
2: if, that, does that sink to the lowest Let me ask you another question, Neil. Can we really trust the citizens to elect a president? <laughs>
1: okay. well, We're going to find out. Sounds, Answer that. sounds like you want a dictatorship run Reddit.
2: <laughs> uh, so,
0: well, I guess, yeah. So, there's a chance you'll miss something.
2: Um, there? There's a bigger chance I'll miss something if it's put out as if a newspaper is put out by one editor. Now I get different perspectives, different views. I also get the service of somebody reading. We we read twenty versions of the story. We found the best one.
1: You can also go to the second page of Reddit, Neil. You don't have to just read only the top three things. So how you can scroll through and vote stuff up? What's
0: your What's your explanation for how it came to be that Reddit users, they're known all over for being smart. Savvy, trolls
1: destroying people's lives. There's a real few
0: of them. There's bad apples in every orchard. Right. I don't think they lead (laughs) the world in trolling, right? All right. So so and I would learn later than probably I should have how how well known my work was on Reddit. And so and that for that to be a sort of community-wide thing, and they all knew it and the chat about me. It says that they have some awareness and sensitivity. How? Why? How does that happen?
2: There's a there's a level. Well, number one, I think there's an inherent generosity in people. Mm-hmm. I also think there's an inherent ego in people. They want to show off that I know more than you do. Oh, okay, yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. which is the appeal of Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think in the end, you... and the appeal of even whether or not you
0: believe you could be a contestant, you want to see people be smarter than other people on Jeopardy, for example. That show's been around for like. 40 you want to years. think you're smarter than all those idiots. No, but yes. even if you're not, you want to see someone. Who's smart beats somebody else who thinks they're smart. Yes, that's true. That's right. true. It's
1: true. You do like, to, yes, Jeopardy! is fun to watch the two people fail. <laughs> Not one person <laughs> well, win.
0: Versus Wheel of Fortune <laughs> where you think they're
2: all idiots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, in, that, in that little, the previous interview clip, I didn't get the answer to how it got to be named Reddit. All I heard was the mmm. So yeah, so
1: which is owned by the crash test dummy. <laughs> I remember the crash test dummy. Yes.
0: So I always try to walk like they did. They had this great this great <laughs> walk as they went to their death in the car. Uh, so let's go back to my inner, just find out where Reddit comes from. Check it out. Reddit, the name comes from where? Latin, because I'm an erudite scholar. No.
3: I have. <laughs> here's what's great. Here's what's great. Okay, so it came from the fact that we couldn't come up with a good name. We wanted to call it... S- <laughs> we wanted to call it Snoo, because here's the thing. I'd be like, hey, Neil, check out my website, Snoo. And then you'd be like, what's Snoo? And I'd be like, exactly.
1: <laughs>
3: right? <laughs> so
0: <laughs> let the record show. Uh, okay.
3: Neil is laughing at me. So- oh, I think
0: he like no, no, I'm laughing with you. Okay. I'm right. Not at you. And so the little icon, his yeah. name is Snoo. Has he, they, yes, the little Precisely. alien, or cre- alien, cre- creepy alien I mean, creature. Creepy. He's not creepy, but he's or it's not creepy. It's it's, it's, it's like not gendered. It's what is it kind of thing. Yeah, you look at it. I don't know what that is, but it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It has a name. Yeah, his name is Snoo. And that's that's because
3: exactly the, the person who owned Snoo.com wanted four grand for it, and we didn't have that kind of money, so we're like, well, screw it, and we ended up naming the mascot that, and then. Reddit came about because I was sitting in the library, I remember Alderman Library at UVA, and trying to come up with domain names, and I liked this idea. I hoped people would say, I read it on Reddit, which I don't know if they ever have, but that was the the bastardization was R-E-D-D-I-T. Now, I learned a year later, we hired a very smart dude, Dr. Chris Slow, who knew Latin and was like, "It's I think it's to render, or there's some clever thing... I don't know some latin person's gonna be like you're wrong idiot, but I It it has another version of it that kind of applies to Reddit today But it was not and you'll take credit for having that extra depth anyone who knows me knows that that is not true. (laughs) (laughs) But I will take credit for it sure
0: I love these back-of-house stories because you take so much for granted afterwards and somebody had to come up with it first And there's another part side of reddit not just as an aggregator of news and it can send you there, but also it's people sharing their own ideas and their own reactions. And the history of new media reporting was never that except for the opinion pages, right? And now right. everything is an opinion
2: we, page. We, we fundamentally insult the public. We say, we don't want to hear from you until after we're done with our, with our work, and here's the news, you're welcome. And then we'll allow you to comment on it, but we, we're going to think you're all trolls and idiots, so we're not going to pay attention to that.
1: But that's no, I, and that's been our religion. That's often the case. <laughs> just, and maybe less so no, actually on Reddit. But... Dark
2: view of humanity, don't you <laughs> No, just here?
1: a dark view of a comment section. <laughs> yeah, no, well,
0: but I'd like, I, uh, I never thought of the op ed section and the letters to the editor that way before. It is that. It's, we will report the news, and we'll give you this
2: little column to, to blather on about, but no one will really care. How much better to collaborate. There's a, there's a new company called Harkin that enables the public to vote up stories they want the, the reporter to report on. And then and then you assign the journalists. Ooh. That's collaboration, right? That's pretty cool. Uh, Reddit... So we're like the field editors, telling them yeah. what, to, what to report on. Well, Reddit is editors. It's people who read so you don't have to. They find the best stuff. They make judgments. And, and as long as you stay away from certain topics, it's very good. Well, I, I had to ask Alexis about people becoming
0: part of the news community by interpreting and sharing their own perspectives. Let's see what he tells us.
3: I've talked to a lot of editors all over
0: the world in the last 10 years
3: and the stories I hear just consistently blow me away. And one of the key threads of it is one, I'm so grateful because Reddit gave me a voice. And it comes from people. There was a woman with cerebral palsy who told me this. And for her, it mattered because she was being judged solely on the text that she produced, not how she looked. She couldn't get on stage and tell a million people a story, but she could get on Reddit and tell a million people one. And and if it was good enough, if if enough people liked it, that's how she was rewarded for And then the other part of it is on the consumption. Reddit is a place where legitimate experts will come and talk to anyone, just like Having you walking down the street and being able to say, hey, what's up, let me ask you a question. I've had people, I guess there's an aviation Reddit community, and people just like starting out trying to get their aviation licenses or pilot's license, flying us, or whatever, would ask the silly, stupid, newbie question and get responses from veterans with 20 years' experience as if it were just a random person walking down the street. And for them, it was so amazing. What makes those experiences so cool is that everyone is treated equally.
0: Wow, I never thought about that, that that the Internet in that form are people walking down the street. That's great.
2: Well, I always say that we shouldn't judge the Internet as if it's the New York Times. And everyone every time somebody says a bad word, we think, well, that ruins the Internet. Right. Instead, the Internet is Times Square. And there's fake Elmos there, and there's uh, the loc- There's also
1: real Elmos. <laughs> well, just, just to be
2: clear,
0: in case there are mathematicians listening, we're not talking about the variable time squared. No. We're talking about no. the location. We're in New York, in New York Damn, City Times Square. There is only one
2: Times Square, <laughs> named
0: after, of course, the New York Times. Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. So, so that it's it's a it's a, a mess of humanity there. The internet is just people. So, but in a way,
0: it democratizes information, doesn't it?
2: It does indeed. And, and I think that we, if we give faith and trust to the people, and if we give them the tools and knowledge and respect, good things can often come with that. Wikipedia is a miracle. Reddit is a miracle of what people do in their spare time with generosity. Whoa. And information. Yes. 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 Okay, so that's that's the voice I hear from journalists. With, without us, you'd be nowhere. I mean,
1: uh, no, no, it's a lot of generosity, but it's not like if you go to like I wonder what the Pacific Ocean is. It's just a bunch of mumbo jumbo. It's real,
2: oh, exactly formative,
1: right? And it's as accurate as a real encyclopedia, right? Basically. There
2: are those who would argue it makes mistakes, but so do encyclopedia. Yeah. It's a whole other show, actually. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like,
1: I, I, By the way, how accurate are encyclopedias? Quick, quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when we come if back anybody who would know, he would. <laughs> when we come back from the commercial break, more of my interview with co-founder of Reddit, Alexis Ohanian, with Star Talker. Welcome back to Star Talk. I'm with my co-host Eugene Merman, Eugene, Hello. tweeting at Eugene Merman. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And it's not Eugene Merman 87 or something?
1: Or... No, it's not. There aren't yeah, 86 others. <laughs> there's, there's
0: only one of you. Yeah. And our guest, uh, journalism professor Jeff Jarvis, not your first rodeo. Thanks for- Thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for doing this. We're featuring my interview with Alexis Ohanian, the co-founder of the very popular website Reddit. And one of the most enduring elements of Reddit is the AMA. Mm-hmm. Ask me anything. And that was my first encounter with Reddit because I was getting these, these people were calling for me to yeah. do an AMA with Reddit. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't, but it's where celebrities and other famous people, you, in fact, you don't have to be famous, but m- most of them are.
2: You want to be interesting. At least. Yes.
0: If you're not famous, yeah. ha- you should have done something interesting. Or you have a job everybody's wanted to know about. Yeah. Exactly.
1: I mean, I've worked at Starbucks underneath it for 200 years. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, what did you do? How does that work? Yeah. Politicians
0: can do it as well. Yeah. And it's a direct one-on-one is. conversation with the public. So in this next click, I asked Alexis how it got started and what makes a good AMA session. Let's check it out.
3: It was a byproduct. There's a community that was very active, still is, called Ask Reddit, where people come and ask questions and, you know, Others answer. Someone showed up there one day and said, I'm so and so, ask me anything. And the community responded, saying, This doesn't belong here. The format of this community is asking questions, not being interviewed. Go create a new Reddit community for yourself. Yeah. And the rest is history. And then r slash IMO was born. And now these AMAs happen across the site. Like the music community has regular AMAs, the science community has regular AMAs. And it's a really cool way, whether you're a celebrity or just a person with a great story to tell. So, what makes a good AMA? Authenticity. Authenticity is the biggest. That's the one I think Hollywood celebrities and politicians struggle with the most. But some do an amazing job sort of breaking that down and just being human. I think there's going to be a generation coming up of these, whatever, digital natives who understand that authenticity is what rules the day. There's this weird culture clash now where like somehow, I don't know, Lord can make news for taking a selfie with a zit cream on her face. Because it's like, oh my goodness! Like the veil has come off. Here's a superstar with zit cream. But for all of that's how that's how the media talks. Um, but our, but for for so many people, that's that's what they seek. We want the authenticity. What makes AMA successful is that they feel like they bumped into you on the street and just started talking,
0: and you talk to them like a human would in real life. So I wonder something, Jeff. Uh, if you look at, you can be a celebrity for many reasons, and perhaps the most common kind of celebrity is you're a great actor, actress. And so what does it mean for an actor, actress to be authentic? If their entire way you know them is being inauthentic, it's taking on characters and that's their brilliance. Now, what are you gonna to talk to me about
2: if I'm that actor? What does it mean to be authentic? I will confess that I used to work at People Magazine. <gasps> there, I said it! <sighs> oh. And I point of my journal career.
0: And
2: so what do People Magazine always do? We always had to have the star in the kitchen. Why? They had to cook pasta because we had to believe we're just like them. Oh. They cook
0: pasta too. So they... Okay, so... You
2: want to know this person is human. They go to the bathroom,
0: they... Not that you would show photos of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Please don't go there. Okay. Um, if you have enough money. When, when were you with People Magazine? Oh, uh, that was what led to the idea for Entertainment Weekly. So I was you didn't answer my question. In the 80s. In the 80s, okay. You're trying to date me here. You're trying to show <laughs> how old I am. No, because I was in People
0: Magazine, and and I'm not accustomed to people just coming into my house and wanting... Did they, you make than, pasta? Were you cooking pasta? More what than my professional you identity.
1: you astrophysicist <laughs> making pasta? So,
0: at the time... I think I'm holding my then... How old was she? A one-year-old daughter, you know, upside down by her ankles over the pillow. I mean,
2: gravity you were doing. Yeah, and yeah, okay, she was yeah.
0: smiling and having... Showing that I was like, Dad. Yeah. So, okay, so this is consistent with yeah, you. So, so the AMA...
2: I've, I've had the privilege of walking through a crowd with you, and it's got to be torture because everyone is stopping you, asking you cosmic, huge questions. Yeah, and I... And, I'm, and, and, and you and, give them the respect and you answer
0: their questions. Yes, yes. And I'm I'm glad that my... If we call that fame, that my fame to so many people is not about me. It's about the fact that I managed to trigger some curiosity within them, and now I'm just continuing to feed them.
2: Right. And the AMA, there. the AMA allows you to scale that. Oh, right. Walking through one crowd and answering for the eighty hundredth time. Right, it uh, uh, is a number. Just it is exactly. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I know. Eight hundred, yeah. Uh, uh, about yeah, yeah. Pluto,
2: <laughs> damn Pluto. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, now you can answer once, and you can refer to it. So yeah. the internet creates. Uh, an archive of of addresses where you can say, no, read me there. Mm. You ever do that? Do you ever say, read my AMA? I already answered that. Uh, well, what happens is often uh, I, I take the
0: challenge of being succinct, and I try to answer it succinctly, but if you want more,
1: then go there. Go there. Right.
0: Otherwise, that one encounter is kind of wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I try to have every encounter contain something.
1: I like the idea of being like, oh, that's a great question. Go to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, the answer's also there.
2: Or for your case, Literally. I have a joke about that. Yeah. Go look it up there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Go
1: to album four, track three. <laughs>
2: and that's that joke. Right, yeah, exactly. right,
1: right, right. To, yeah.
0: And uh, so I've actually done three or four AMAs. And I, my least successful AMA, and this uh, this authenticity thing, my least successful one was when I did one when Cosmos came out. Promotional, yeah. I think it's it's had it smelled a little like I'm trying to get people to watch. You it.
1: Remember any wacky? Would you uh, answer everything with like that's addressed in Cosmos episode because <laughs> that'll do it.
0: No, <laughs> but my first three, no, I wasn't promoting anything. It was just it was time. College, you were promoting science. You, you just were, science. You were what you do, and there was not something to check out later. And maybe that was I would I was groping for what I would think authenticity would mean. Uh, even in my case, and I think that was it they're always authentic. people had honest questions And I had honest answers yeah. and I try you know It's a, it's a race between the rate at which you can answer a question and the rate at which they get deposited right in front of you And I can't yeah. keep them all up, but I, I go right in a row and I try not to skip you Remember it. any question that, that, that oh, I'll tell you the you? question. There are questions I skipped they're the ones where you can just look up the wiki page So said, how far away is the Sun you're wasting everyone's time right now, right, right. okay? You can get that yeah. um, I think for me the most interesting one was they asked what is the meaning? of life? And, and I, my reply question. Which then got repeated in many ways and in many times and in many places was, for me, it's, it, it's simple. It's Often when you ask that question, you presume that the meaning of life is under you know, a, a tree stump or a rock or behind a, a wall as though it is something to be found in life rather than something to be created in life. And So then I described those things that seems fair. that's why he's there that that's good. in my life create meaning that's good. I love that uh, l- Lessing suffering and that got and that, and here's the, the power of reddit that got quoted and linked to all over right? It's at that It got quoted all over so you
2: have this archive
0: of effects. So therefore now. I won't tell you what the meaning of life is you got to go to the reddit <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a scientist and uh, Reddit became this place where people People shared scientific thoughts, the scientific community would go, and I wanted to hear what Alexis Ohanian, co-founder of Reddit, said about the role of science in the, in the discourse in the Reddit community. Check it out. Somehow, over the
3: last, I'd say three or four years, the science community has gotten incredibly rigorous and just
0: amazing. The discussions, and I've been... When you say rigorous, you mean uh, organized in its presentation of content. Yes. And people get called out for not
3: citing properly. People Mm -hmm. get called out for saying something Mm -hmm. and it
0: just not being true.
3: And, you know, that's the sort of thing that's not supposed to happen very often on the internet, especially when you have a platform with millions of people pseudonymously, but it does. And I went to one of these, the American AAAS, is that right? Okay. Conference. I don't know what that means. American Association with the Advancement of Science. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. And and they're all about bringing science to mm-hmm. the people and to, like, total rubes and idiots like me. But the wild thing was, they talk about how the internet has been so helpful to them. And it, I get so floored when they talk about how discussions they see on science and Ask Science, those two communities in general, really help bring even a just a basic understanding of it to just regular folks. And... The thing that really impresses me is when I hear from people who are scientists who come to the science community and get the spotlight shined on them for a minute, for a day, and get to talk to just anyone who wants to ask a question, and it makes them feel really great, and it's like... Here I am sitting there thinking like, yeah, the work you're doing is helping move humanity forward. You should feel this great all the time. But apparently, know. science is not that cool yet, but it's gotten
0: mm-hmm. a lot cooler. And if this can be one way to help popularize it, awesome. So I can speak firsthand that I think science, people have greater access to scientific discovery than ever before. And you don't, you don't have to wait for the one documentary on the one channel out of the 12 channels on television for them to arrive. But, would, but f- from a journalist professional perspective, would you ag- agree with that? I mean, because there used to be the one science journalist, and maybe they got it right, maybe they didn't, but everything had to funnel through that person. But right now, there's more of a democratization of that.
2: Which I think is generally good. When I interviewed you at CUNY uh, at, my, at my university, um, and asked you about this, you, CUNY, the City University City of New York. York. Sorry, yeah. yes, Mel mm-hmm. yeah, Bradenos, CUNY. Um, <laughs> and and you know asked you about this. You expressed a frustration that that the few science journalists who are left too often do it wrong. They say new study ever change every idea. That's that. And and you eloquently well, the, way, the way they talk about a new study. It's it's it, yeah they they bathe, they're bathed in hyperbole.
1: Yes. And it's also yes. very easy to get bogus science into real news or like sort of bogus studies.
2: Yeah. But even, even if you have a legitimate study and you don't see it in the context, Neil taught me, of, of the other studies and where this, this sits in the in, in the process of discovery and, and verification and, and debunking. So I, I think that what's happened in science journalism is there's very few left anymore uh that's bad yeah, very few science journalists journalists yes. yes uh because they get you know the, the industry's in trouble uh however you have blogs you have scientists who can go and speak directly to the public you speak directly to the public we gave you a journalism award and you say I'm not a journalist but you you do journalism by informing the public and so i think that the popularization of this is good i also think that and by the way, I was very honored
0: to have received that. It's the Knight... Uh, the the, the Knight, uh,
2: journalism Innovation Knight Journalism Innovation Award. The Knight
0: Journalism Innovation Award.
2: Did I you. get
1: like a eighth of a night Journalism
2: <laughs> that award? Uh, you popularized through comedy. Which, is, little,
1: important which is important, thank too. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> so you sound convinced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But
0: there are other places. Uh, so if you look at uh, the Internet... You know people say oh wow you have a lot of followers on your Twitter stream or in your your, on your Facebook page Which counts in the single digit millions, but there are other places that Attract science interest that dwarf my numbers like the 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 Facebook page I effing love science actually I want to say it so that you can bleep it ready The site I fucking love science did you hear that bleep good? Okay. (laughs) Uh, That that Um, That's another aggregator of news and there's someone there saying this is cool. I think this is cool science I want everyone else to know it and then they post it. Yes. I love that. I love that And and they don't have to know every
2: nuance of the facts about it It's just cool
0: and you have people celebrating a culture the internet gets
2: smashed too much for spreading Misinformation which it does but importantly what the internet does too is is just slam down on misinformation and you can correct mistakes faster Well, so let me
0: ask you so so okay in the next clip I had to ask Alexis, what does he do about trolls? Because you can, so I guess trolls manifest in many different ways. But if I have, if if someone has bad science, you want people to jump in and say, this is wrong. But are they trolls? (laughs) The trolls are the bad science. Uh, And then there's the traditional troll who are just kind of annoying. And should we even let them be there in what we like to tout as a free enterprise. So let's see what Alexis says about this. I wish
3: I had a good answer. At some point, there is just a part of human nature that is going to involve this. The best that we can do though is continue to build better tools and platforms to basically thwart and curb their effects on the rest of us. On some level, there is this amazing thing, which is when you encounter just that online discussion and maybe it's i don't know it's i mean the creationist evolution thing doesn't seem to be ending anytime soon even in a wealth of knowledge oh let's talk about vaccines because that's a good thing to hate on right the amazing thing is i don't know what to do in that situation other than try to win with more counter speech to try to show even more evidence and even more data that no it's okay to vaccine your kids and actually it's kind of Morally irresponsible to not but it's tough because the same internet that enables someone to push out good information about something that is Scientifically proven also allows people to push out misinformation and for them to get into great big fights in it Where no one seems to win, but uh, the bit of data that I do have is that keep in mind across all these platforms the vast majority of people are not actually commenting or voting so on all these sites, any user-generated site, 20% tops of viewers are actually doing something. The vast majority are just reading, and so that's where we have this this silent majority of people who are just consuming content, and where I really hope the best ideas can win.
0: So, so what's your what's your take on trolls? If someone simply disagrees with prevailing science and they're rattling on about it, do they count as trolls?
2: No, that's an ignorant fool.
1: (laughs) Um, That's not someone intentionally trying to get you angry. That's what a troll does. Yeah, there's two different things. There's me Uh, saying...
0: I did not... I hadn't thought about that. Yeah,
1: there's... I believe the Earth is flat, and I'm saying it to bother you. Some people really believe that; those people are dummies. Some people do it to annoy you; those people are terrible.
0: So if they said that Hitler made the Earth flat, that's a troll.
1: <laughs> no, that's a super troll, can, can,
2: can I get bleeped too? Yeah, yeah, okay. There's, there's this a wonderful
1: serious. You won't get bleep, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay. On serious, good, yay, Howard
2: Stern, yay. <laughs> yeah. Baba ah. buoy. Um, so there's a, there's a very good book called "Assholes: A Theory," which tries to create a taxonomy of people you don't like. And in there, the troll holds a special dark place in hell. But <laughs> a troll, exactly right. A troll tries to get your goat. A, tro- a c- troll tries to irritate you and get you going. And that's their success. So, this is why we say the rule is don't feed the trolls. And every time I've made a mistake, every time I've gone in, I can tell that person is there just to get me. And I argue with them. I regret it. It's wrong. Yeah. The problem with Reddit is it's an open platform like Twitter. And people can go in there and do whatever the hell they want, and so it becomes a breeding ground under a dark bridge with mold and mildew, of trolls who some of them need their meds. But that's what a literal troll is—it's under, under a bridge. bridge. Yeah. and yeah. and some of them are sick people, um, and 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 so there are some, some of them, some them just
1: teenagers
2: yeah, to just, just, yes. just yeah we'll we'll yeah Mi-
1: to just have responsibilities,
0: yeah. mischievous teenagers. Yeah. and i, I I'm I, what is the the law, how quickly it has to mention Hitler or Nazis? Godwin's law. Godwin's God law, which says. Uh, the, um, oh, I'm going to get it wrong. You're a scientist. And I'm <laughs> really stupid. So the probability approaches unity with, if within 20. The longer.
2: The, the longer the conversation, the, longer the, the, the argument co- goes on. That
0: yeah. someone will mention either Hitler or Nazis. Yes. That's, uh, and I've seen that. Yes. With topics that had nothing to do with anything. There
2: is an exception now, which will get you in trouble. What's that? Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> you are or are not allowed. To you're, allowed to, you're allowed to make the reference now. Well, when we return
0: <laughs> to Star Talk, we'll continue with my interview with co founder of Reddit, Alexis Ohane. Welcome back to Star Talk. I'm with my co host, Eugene Merman. Eugene, love having you, man. Hello. And our guest, professor of journalism, Jeff Jarvis. And you tweet. Too? Uh, at, I, I too much. Too much. Too much. <laughs> at Jeff, yeah. You know, depending on what, what you were drinking at the time, uh, at Jeff Jarvis. I,
2: I have a Cabernet rule, which is you shouldn't tweet after Cabernet. But I found the loophole. It's called Pinot Noir. <laughs> okay, it's okay to tweet after Pinot Noir. Yeah, Very yeah. good. I'll get you a Burgundy one day, and we can chill.
0: <laughs> uh, we're featuring my interview with Alexis Ohanian, co-founder of the new site and online community. That's a good word to call it, community, uh, called Reddit. And you know, it's where we get our news, interact with celebrities. I kind of like it because science is always on those pages and uh, It's only possible really because the internet is wide open and That brought up this idea of net neutrality and it's been discussed in Congress and the FCC's weighed in on it and I had to I asked Alexis what what's up with net neutrality? Let's find out what he says and then we'll talk about it. Check it out
3: net neutrality is about ensuring that all bits are treated equally It's this idea that the cable companies don't, and there's only a few of them, they don't get to choose the winners and losers, the market does. And that's really important because the flatness of the internet, the ability to access any content just as equally is really important because could you imagine turning on your internet, whatever your provider might be tomorrow and realizing that like you get Bing search for free, but Google costs an extra $20 a month. That's where things get real ugly. Because innovation happens because that kid in her dorm room can compete with Google right now. On okay, so no one way. of your
0: generation proposed this law. This
3: is These are old folks. These are Comcast, Verizon. These are the lobbyists of the large telcos. Executives. Who are spending lots of money down in D.C. to get their way. And But you won. We won. The Internet, Americans, a year ago, look at the press from a year ago. Everyone was saying, no chance in hell, don't bother, it's a done deal. And a year later, we, we were able to do it. And you want to know the secret? Phone calls. Phone calls. Online petitions, those were nice. The Twitter campaigns, the Reddit upvotes, those were helpful. But, but it was phone calls. And it was getting people. We did this with SOPA and PIPA. These were these two bills that were going to break the internet a couple years ago. We defeated those two bills people in the House and the acronyms Senate. Acronyms for? Uh, Stop Online Piracy Act and the Protect... IP Act. But this was an instance where we actually rallied to create something. We actually rallied to get something done at the FCC, had more petitions signed in, I think, history than anything else. The Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident was the previous record winner for that in terms of... FCC comments, but we triumphed over it and created enough that That was the
0: the wardrobe malfunction during the Super Bowl. Yes, indeed
3: But but we now have a new record winner which was Americans (laughs) calling to demand net neutrality
0: and uh, and we won So is this winning I have in my notes here that the FCC adopted the open internet rules February 26 2015 is that what? Is that the winning stroke there?
2: Listen, Alexis Ohanian is a hero of the Internet. He led the SOPA-PIPA fight and won and and beat down laws that were going to make the, the Internet uh, favor big companies. By, by fat cat media yes. M- giants. Yes. But the war is never over. So, yes, the FCC has seen the light, and they're doing some very good things. But two things happening. One, uh, T-Mobile, for example, is now offering you a, a deal that says, hey, if you use these services, we won't charge you for the data. That sounds like a great deal, but they get to choose which services are in that deal. And if I have a startup that I want to start my new comedy uh, yeah, special Empire. session, you get nowhere <laughs> unless, unless you're, you're, you're favored by T-Mobile. Also in India, I had a guy in my office just this week named Nickel Pawa, and Nickel is the one who fought down Internet.org, which was uh, Facebook's, I think, good idea to try to give people free Internet access in certain services. But that's not neutral. If Facebook or the telco, which is far more important, gets to decide which services are free and which you have to pay for, that's an advantage to some players over others, and that's not neutral. So what's the difference between net neutrality and an open Internet? An open Internet says that no one has to ask permission. No one has to ask permission to be able to get bits to you. That's an open Internet. And so if someone is favored over you, if, if suddenly this podcast is slowed down because you didn't pay... Uh, the telcos, to deliver it, then you can't go fight and compete with big old television. Everything is
1: delivered as quickly as it can be.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Even whatever is the the hardware constraints. My
1: website is not any slower or faster than CBS.com. A
2: bit is a bit is a bit. And if you you stop it, if you slow it down, if you substitute it, if you censor it, then the Internet is not truly free. And that would have an
0: impact on on privacy, presumably. Is that right? Because the information would go through some... Some
2: yes, handler? but that exists anyway. It's already going through a whole bunch of servers, and okay. government can come and snoop on that. And, and so you're right. The problem is that the NSA and the, and, and the GCHQ in the UK.
1: Wow, that's a lot of letters. Sounds yeah. <laughs> yeah. like someone's security working agency, for yeah. the FBI.
0: <laughs> so the national security, security
2: agency, agency whatever GCHQ of the uh, GCHQ, GCHQ the and then the United Kingdom. Yes. Okay. okay. Go. So. <laughs> Right. They basically put taps on the Internet, uh-huh. uh, and Google wasn't even aware of it, that there was, there was information that was being just sucked up by them, and they put it back together and they saw what was going on. That's a huge problem and a different problem, and that's why we also have encryption. So the other fight going on with the, an open and free Internet now is that we should have the right to encrypt our data so you can't snoop on it. Okay. But, but police authorities want to say, no, 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 we want a backdoor to that. So that we can check on the nefarious activities of Doctor. In the same
0: way, they could have tapped your phone, but with with court permission. Exactly. Okay. So, so these are the, the issues that, that keep on that.
2: going on and on and on. So basically, we'll prevent we need, terrorist cells and things. So we need a bat right. signal for Alexis Ohanian. Uh-huh. I actually <laughs> think that Alexis is a born politician. Someday soon, we'll be voting for him for president. My interview with him, he was charming and, yes. and, yeah. and smart. And, yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Maybe, yeah.
1: though, he should have some mayoral experience. <laughs> I don't know if just a businessman becoming a politician is such hey, a great hey, idea. He
2: handles trolls. He can handle uh, anybody. That's
1: true. Okay. It's true. If you're president, you can't be doxed. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Everyone knows already where you are.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there any... What was the argument against net neutrality? Other than it was...
2: All I heard is it's bad. It's bad. Somebody must have thought it was good. The the argument in the industry is we invest a fortune in getting these pipes to you. We should be able to maximally uh, profit from that. And we should be able to offer deals and get paid on both ends. Now we, the users, pay. They say, well, we also like the show to pay. So what happens if they come to you and say, "Dr. Tyson, you have a very nice show here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it." <laughs> yeah.
1: And it was so slow you could never hear it. Uh and, and That would so, be
2: a shame, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that, be a shame. Yeah, yeah. So they might say to you, "If you want your show distributed well to everybody, pay us." That way they get paid from both ends. The user is paying for the internet access and you're paying for the access to get it to the user. That use a scientific and, term, sucks.
1: And also probably there's endless websites that wouldn't even have the opportunity exactly. to be optimized or the money to optimize it.
0: Well, Alexis wrote a book, when was this, back in 2014 called Without Their Permission. And I, I, I didn't know, I hadn't read it, so I, I asked him about it. Let's check it out. Off the
1: amazing,
3: and this is a riff off the amazing Grace Hopper quote, who is one of the OGs of computer science. Uh, that's original gangster who wrote, you know, it's or or said it's better to ask
0: for. Wait, wait, there's no yeah. such thing as original gangster. That's gangster.
3: That's true. That's I, you that spelled is, gangster G A N S T A. That's true.
0: That is true. All right, just all right. Yep. You're if right. you're gonna go there, don't like. <laughs> I shouldn't have ass it. You're right. I should come correctly. <laughs> yeah, you yes. just go all the
3: way. Okay. The right. <laughs> so Grace Hopper an original gangster of yeah, uh, I, computer I, science. I <laughs> She very famously has this this quote, I guess now it's a cliche, but it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about permissionless innovation all the time with technology and the Internet. And this idea that, you know, someone with a great idea and a laptop and some code can create something that is essentially or arrange something in a way that's never existed before and just do it. You don't need to open a factory like you just open your laptop. I mean, when the Internet is at its best as a tool, it really enables people to do The amazing stuff that they want to do, whether you want to learn knowledge or put it out into the world. I mean, I've seen it and I use the book not only to talk about some of the stuff I've been lucky to be a part of, but the people I've gotten to meet and know in philanthropy, in activism, in the arts who have been able to use technology to spread really, really amazing ideas and do stuff that they simply wouldn't have
0: even 20 years ago. So do do your students read this book? And do they... They will now. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good to know. So uh, are you taking your students into the future? Is that what you do? They're taking
2: us into the future.
0: Right, because you're... That's the issue. You're, you're probably three times their age or something, uh, or some factor of... Hey,
2: thanks. <laughs> thanks
1: so much. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. You're like, what, 19 times older? You're a wizard, right?
2: <laughs> yes. It's we weird... I tell the students every time they start, I say, the future is yours. You have to create it. I'm too old. I'm not going to see it. And if you don't do it, no one's going to do it.
0: And if they tweet too much, it's not because they're drinking Cabernet Sauvignon.
2: No. No. <laughs> <These are noirs. laughs> Bad beer. Is is that there, yeah, Bad beer. they
1: drinking... Yeah.
0: So, so uh... Uh, how, how, the internet serving you, good?
1: Very good, and I first sort of, that's how I, I rose, is really through creating a website that had videos and animation sort of before anybody really was really? doing Really,
0: so that. this is at a time when you c- might not have been able to get gigs on stage?
1: It's, it's the late, it was the late 90s, and okay. that's when I, and then it first started going around actually virally, and then I got an email from- You are an OG. I'm an OG. I got I got an email from Pete Townsend from The Who, that was sort of like one of the first big things. Whoa. Wow. Is there and,
0: some joke about The Who? No, he was could. like,
1: "There's a thing on your website that I that I like." It was just a really crazy. Wow. So it was like, "So for me, I think the democratization of the internet has been amazing. Wow. It's helped me completely uh, do everything I've done."
0: Cool, cool. We gotta wind this up now. You got any concluding thoughts, Mr. Professor?
2: I, I think that um, Alexis Ohanian used the permissionless internet to invent something we couldn't have ever predicted, and that the public he enabled also helped him invent that. That's the future of the Internet, collaboration. Uh, David Weinberger, who's a wonderful professor at Harvard, says that the smartest person in the room now is the room itself, the network that puts all of our brains together, and that's what Reddit does. Mm. Now, were you the one who told me that it took 500 years... For 50 years after the invention of the Gutenberg press for anyone to think to invent the newspaper the newspaper So I got that from you about 400 years uh, before it became the, the the mass media product We know now and so that we are so young on the internet right now It's 1472 mm-hmm. in Gutenberg years. It's
0: 1472 in Gutenberg years. And so we're still We don't
2: know what the internet is yet.
0: we was still inventing it.
2: We have no idea what it is yet We still think it's a newfangled book yeah. Well, I so can't
1: wait till it merges with humans. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited.
0: Yeah, for me, I don't. Uh, the internet was never sort of a so much a destination for me as when I put things on the internet. they were things I were I was doing anyway, thoughts I was having already, and I, I have tweet like thoughts every day of my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I just you, can get, a, <laughs> you can get a pill for that. Sorry, that. Is there a word for that disease? <laughs> and so I thought, let me just put it on Twitter and that seemed to resonate with people and so I for me the internet is is an extension of what I am rather than a replacement the internet connects what I might be the internet is not wires its people and so the the magazine Wired, I thought they would have changed their name by
2: now. Oh, they all I actually. <laughs> I actually proposed that they should have changed the name to Wireless, but they didn't like. Yeah, it. I told them, yeah, yeah, Wireless. And then it
1: sounds like it's like a phone or router
2: magazine. <laughs> Who wants to read a boring router magazine.
0: We got to close that down. That's our show. And thanks to our guest Jeff Jarvis for being on on Star Talk a second time. Thanks. Do I get to do a third? Yeah, I think he did okay this time. Well, okay. <laughs> and thanks to Alexis Pull Ohanian. Upvote <laughs> up Jeff Jarvis's presence on Startalk, and thanks uh, in the internet space to Alexis Ohanian for agreeing to sit down with me and and have that chat. Uh, Eugene, as always, thanks for being on here, and I, as always, bid you to keep looking up.